Today's podcast is sponsored by Tennessee Craft Beer Magazine. It's like cracking open your favorite craft brew. Yes, it is, DJ. Just like cracking open your favorite craft brew. And reading the can at the same time, but you get more information. A lot more information because they go in depth into stories and things about what's happening in Tennessee that you normally don't get to hear and don't normally don't get to see if you're not from that region. From Memphis to Nashville to East Tennessee. Yeah, it's all there. It's like it's like uh, you open the magazine, it's like cracking a beer open from each part of the state. That's right. You can find them online at tncraftbeermag.com. There you'll find digital copies of their magazine along with a statewide brewery map, events calendar, and you can even subscribe to their print edition from their website. Print like the my dad's New York Times? Exactly like your dad's New York Times, but about beer. Sign me up. <laughs> All right, DJ, we will do that. Tennessee Craft Beer Magazine. Again, find them online at tncraftbeermag.com. I'm halfway down in the bottom of a bottle and I ain't gonna change my way But I ain't half bad when I do what I ought It don't happen much these days Hey guys, this is Chris Hill. This is DJ Loop. And we are here today in Nashville at Jackalope Brewing Company with Bailey and Steve. Thank you guys for joining us. Oh, thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us. And uh, yeah, we just, uh, we're excited to be here. Um, I, we were talking before we started recording, but um, I'd been to Jackalope, I think about a year or so ago, and um, really enjoyed it up here. So I'm really happy to get the opportunity to come back and, and really talk to you guys in person about what y'all are brewing and what's going on at Jackalope. So, thanks. Yeah, we yeah. We, we're definitely uh, still brewing. That's, I can tell. <laughs> no, we're we're here. Here. Yeah. I'm actually happy to actually finally get to visit here. I mean, I've had your beer through bottle shares and and people going here's and here's a six pack coming back in Knoxville and bringing me stuff or something like that. But I never got to but see, see the brewery or, and put the faces with the brewery. So it's nice to finally do that. This is a joint. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and, and and your your brand is overall very fascinating to me too because you all use a lot of, um, I guess Americana mythology and yeah. stuff in your brewing and mm-hmm. or in how you name your beers. And I, as a kid, wanted to be a cryptozoologist for oh, a little cool. while, yeah. Bigfoot, and still yeah. Do. So so things like that and the stuff you all do, I think, is adds that extra layer of fun but also fascination for me. So thank you, I'm a big fan. Yeah. But, that's, yeah, yeah I, I believed in Jackalopes growing up. That's how the brewery got its name. So uh. she, she uses the past tense. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> Prove to me they're not real. I mean, I've seen the busts of them. I'm right, pretty sure exactly. y'all have one here. Um, but yeah, I have a t-shirt with a jackalope on it that says believe in yourself. So you know, I was starting a brewery and people thought it was a little crazy. <laughs> it's like, believe in yourself. So that's where the kind of name came from and that's where all, yeah the mythology kind of theme i guess came from so. that's great that's great so when um so so i guess take us through how did the brewery get started what's your background and yeah, yeah. um sure uh my easy my question background was uh was not really in beer actually which i think is like the way you know now there's more formal education but you know for the first while people came to making beer from you know, whatever different background they had. Um, but I, um, I moved to 
uh, to Nashville in 2006. Uh, that's a long time ago now uh, to go to Vanderbilt Law School. Um, but I'm from Vermont, where you know we have a really rich craft beer culture. Mm -hmm. So moving from you know New England to Nashville in 2006, there was like a very you know a very big difference. There was not a lot of craft beer in Nashville at that point. You know the breweries that I just kind of assumed every you know I'd grown up around and assumed everybody knew about. You know no one had heard of down here, and so. Uh, I started home brewing and I had a science background before law school and so, you know, realized brewing beer was just a science experiment and loved it and uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I met Bailey when she was in law school and Bailey actually taught me how to brew. Um, you know, at the time, it's funny, you know, with, with Jackalope having grown so much and us now having been open for almost seven years yeah. now um you know we certainly know a lot more but what's funny is back then i was like oh man i, I met bailey it's, it seemed like she knew so much about brewing and now looking back i'm like wow i can't believe you didn't know anything <laughs> <how little laughs> <we> knew. <laughs> but, but yeah I, I met bailey and she's brewing she you know taught me everything she knew at the time and then we certainly learned a lot together too and in, in in brewing over the last seven years so um yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And so, like you said, the, the name for the brewery, Jackalope, mm -hmm. came from your um, past belief. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Possibly ongoing. Ongoing. Uncomfortably long period of <laughs> belief. <laughs> and then, and then where, where, where have things gone since then, like with the naming of the beers and things? Yeah. So that well, and so now... Yeah, so we're, you know, that kind of gave us a, okay, you know, yeah, that kind of mythology, every, we base our beers in mythical creatures or, you know, kind of folklore characters, um, and so sometimes, sometimes it's easy to find, you know, the beer's name, it'll kind of name itself, and sometimes it's a longer, um, a longer process, but we try to find um, something Something that connects the beer to its kind of mythical or legendary name. Um, uh, you know, we did, let's see, I'm trying to think, like, so like Tannikin. Um, so Tannikin is this uh, one of the very few uh, large format hand bottle releases that we do that it's, um, it's our mocha stout aged in a Corsair uh, whiskey barrel, uh, and then we the last few days in the barrel, we add uh, Porter Road Butcher Guanciale uh, jowl bacon to it. Um, mm. So it's got all kinds of stuff. And so Sounds delicious. It's good. I'm actually a vegetarian. So <laughs> 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 I've had one sip of this beer ever. but It's, it's good, though. The I've idea. <laughs> um, and so it's named at Tannikin. Uh, was a legend um, about a woman named Tannikin Skinker who'd been... Uh, cursed with the face of a pig. It's kind of reverse Beauty and the Beast kind of thing where, you know, she had the face of a pig and then, you know, True Love's Kiss reversed the curse and whatever. But, you know, since it was a bacon beer, we wanted a legend about a pig. So we kind of, like, put, put them together that way a little bit. I uh, asked this question at one of our last podcasts we did like, did you start? Do you start with a concept and then work yeah. the beer in, or do you do vice versa? That one we started with the beer. Yeah, I think you can go both ways. Though. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think of a good, uh, good example. I mean, um, what's a, I know. Was it bitter over you? Was bitter that one that started you. with the? <laughs> that was a yes. That was an ESB. That was an early on one. Yeah, that was a, one of our very first. It was an ESB um, for when uh, Prince William was getting married. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you was EWE. Yeah. 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 British people and sheep. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, my, my wife shares a uh, birthday with Kate. Oh, pretty so, cute. So, yeah, but she's really into the royal family, too, so I, I hear that at home <laughs> some, yeah. so that's really funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it can work both ways. Exactly. It is definitely one of the more fun things. I mean, I think some of some of my favorite memories from the beginning when we were, we were uh, just getting started was was sitting around drinking beers, thinking of names, looking through, like, mythology books and, like, you know, different different sources that people had sent us to, you know, find find cool and fun legends to, to name our beers after. And, you know, they, the ideas get better and better when you've had a few pints, right. too. So yeah. naming beers is definitely one of the most fun things I like about being involved with the brewery. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So what, what else do you do? What is your role with the brewery, Steve? What exactly do you do here? Exactly. <laughs> well, when I'm not, you know, doing... Doing podcasts. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, well, um, you know, I think of myself a, you know, is is kind of a head of operations. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, you know, a lot of uh, the ingredient ordering, um, quality control, quality control, the, the relationships with uh, our distributors, um, you know, allocations of of uh, specialty beers, and actually year rounds because. A lot of times we really have to kind of, you know, nail our allocations because we we do have, uh, you know, we're we're kind of busting at the seams here. So mm-hmm. so allocation of all beer um, mm-hmm. and just managing those processes are kind of what my day to day looks like. Um, and uh, you know, up until a couple of years ago, um, you know, Bailey and I were still you know brewing every single day too. So mm-hmm. um, you know, we both kind of moved into. Uh, from a very hands-on role to uh, an arm's-length role with the brewing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, still get, you know, every now and then it's like, still got it, you know? <laughs> like if someone's on vacation or if they have question, you know, questions, and then, um, you know, I still get to do a lot of, re- you know, recipe writing. Um, yeah. Still is mostly mostly me, but I don't get to... Do, so do you have neither Steve or I really is there not a pilot system or anything like that you can we take do, around with or? we do we see that as, a, as much about a goal too sometimes yeah. so it's like if exactly. we work we really hard we can point. get back to a point where we can brew again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, well it's, cool. it is like Steve said we're just busting at the seams here it can, it can be really hard to even find space and time to get our pilot system out we brew 10 times a week um, and we've, you know, got a very small, small space, so it can be hard to kind of not be in the way, but, um, part of our, the expansion that we're working on, um... Oh, so y'all are working on an expansion? Yeah, there. we are. <laughs> okay. Jumping ahead. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we're working on an expansion, uh, where we're going to be, uh, moving our main production about a mile and a half away from here, uh, mm-hmm. in a different neighborhood, in a bigger building, but we're going to keep, uh, some of our equipment here, so... 
uh, we can do more experimental beers, um, start doing some sours and things that we won't do uh, when they share the space with our main production. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that'll be really fun because then our experimental beers won't be competing for like resources with our main production beers. So hopefully we'll get to brew more beer again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is funny. It's like also, um, you know, having, having, you know, watching the trajectory of our business um, over the last seven years, um, well, in some ways we've grown and got a lot bigger. I think also it's like our roles still, we get, we also get humbled sometimes too, where it's like, you know, we get called in for crisis things when we have to clean something up or fix something that's broken and, you know, get reminded that, you know, while there's a lot of fun in it, there's also sometimes, you know, when, when you're, you know, the, the people, you know, the head honchos or whatever, for lack of a better word, <laughs> you were also the one where the, you know, the buck stops there and, in, in, in you know, at the end of the day, we have to fix it or clean it. And so mm -hmm. we still find ourselves, you know, cleaning up messes a lot, yeah. too. <laughs> but you just say you have been opening this location for seven years? Yeah, we're coming on seven, seven years. years. May right. 21st right. will be seven years. Yeah, did you start off with just taproom only or the distribution? Or how did you start out? Yeah, we started, you know, not even necessarily on purpose. We started taproom only. Um, we, uh, we have a 15-barrel brew house. Um, and it was about four months late getting here. And when it got here, it was miswired. I mean, it was a, it was a mess. Mm. And so, but you know, our we were licensed. We were ready to go. And so we had a little, you know, uh, brew magic or you know, the Sabco system. Same one. Um, I think Sam Sam Calagione from yeah, Dog, exactly. Dogfish Shed started on like that little that little kind of pilot system. And so Steve and I would brew on that every day. I think we did a hundred, I counted it once, we did 150 brews in a hundred days. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We were just cranking on that, and so we had enough beer on that, on that yeah, brewing 150 times in a hundred days, we had enough beer for our tap room to be open on Fridays from 4 to 8 p.m. <laughs> so people, I think, were like, are you guys trying to be hip or like what? <laughs> yeah, this new bar, it's only open for four hours a week. Uh, <laughs> but it was just, it was all the beer we could physically make um, at that time. And so that was about six months that we were open like that um, while we were wiring up the new system, um, the 15 barrel system. I remember we had one of, one of our lowest moments starting oh out, God, just like a fun story in Bailey's Bailey story. I love this story. <laughs> right. But like, you know, the things that stick out in the beginning that just like, you know, bad things where you're like, oh my gosh, are we going to make it? Like we, we would brew so much. And then one day, one day right before we opened, I think it was actually the bitter over you beer. It was. Um, we were, uh, we were hooking up, hooking it up uh, in, in the back in the, in, in, in the cooler and uh, yeah, ho ho hooked up too. the... We were both, both there hooking it up and um, didn't realize that the tap was open on the front of the bar. And so we, we uh, you know, hooked up the keg, had it hooked up, and we went back, walked back around, or we did something else first, and more than half of the keg had, had poured onto the ground. Oh, and like, oh, it was just like, we had such limited beer, and it was like, we were about right. to open, it was almost four, and it was like, wow, we have like one keg of beer now right. to, to go you know, from four to eight. And you know, thankfully, you know, we, we can't, be appreciative enough to our customers in the beginning who were just so um, 
you know, excited for us and part of kind of the process of growing and like that, that everybody, you know, was understanding and, 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 and it was, you know, an awesome, you know, yeah. nobody ever held that against us, but it was a low point for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we could get away with that now or people would be as understanding now as they were maybe seven years ago. <laughs> I think it shows when you make a good product and you, and you build a rapport with your customer base, it, they'll come back. Right. They'll, 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 go, they'll right. want that one keg or want right. that one beer. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think that hands-on approach in the beginning definitely helped for us where it was like, you know, people are understanding, particularly when it's like the two people who are making the beer then are the ones coming across serving the counter the beer, and yeah. serving it and putting yeah. in the like 14-hour days to like, you know, make sure that, 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 that as much beer as possible is on tap. And seven years, I mean, I mean, seven years ago doesn't seem like that long ago, but... I mean, crap beer wasn't as the as oh, hip or as the in thing to do then. So no. you were feeding like you were one of the, the few ones that I mean, it was I know Yazoo has been for here for a while. Yeah, we were yeah. the first brewery to open in eight years yes. when we opened. Yeah, Yazoo yeah. opened eight years before us, and then uh, yeah. and nobody else in Middle Tennessee. So like, so you you were feeling a need, and people were willing to like yeah. um, to well, they, they wanted that need so bad, and right. They, so you, really you, you guys were willing to us. make some mistakes. Yeah, exactly. They definitely, you know, was, yeah, they experienced the whole thing with us. And, you know, part, yeah, part of our thing is just we're, we're very, you know, authentic and transparent. And, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. We were making the beer. We were serving the beer. I mean, we didn't have a single, like, employee for, like, a year. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. So you, did, you didn't have anybody else no, helping behind the bar? Or, yeah. and Jeff, wow. Jeff, after about, he started like late September. Yeah, we hired we a bartender. In May. So yeah. We, yeah, we hired our first bartender after about four months of being open. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it was. It's, it's, okay. You know, wouldn't trade it for anything, though. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to do it again either, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But you learned a lot through that process. It, and it's Absolutely, yeah. Helped you all out a lot. That's cool. One, one of the cool things just about the room we're sitting in now, um, the aesthetic taste of the room. I mean, the, the drawings on the wall talking about the history of the beer and um, this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful painting of what Bruce, I'm assuming Bruce, is Bruce, Bruce Springsteen's, Springsteen's ass. Yes. Ass. Yeah. yes. Sure and the American flag, but instead of stars, the jackalope logo. <laughs> The do epic, epic shit, shit painting, which great. by the way I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And and everything. It's just it's it's very interesting to me this aesthetic and and kind of how you all tell the story through the visuals of what you guys what yeah. you guys are doing. Well, and we try, especially. Um, you, I mean, you can hear that they're washing kegs on the other side of those walls, but um, you know, based on our building and codes and whatever else um, when we built our space we weren't able to you know it's like you to put the glass in so you can like see so we're like even though people can't see the beer equipment we want to bring it into the into the space as much as we can um, so yeah they can hear it <laughs> <laughs> and if they take the tour of and if they, they take can... the tour then they definitely can see it yeah, hear it and feel yeah, it. and this is we start the tours in this little room. So yeah, yeah with no, but, yeah, I see a lot of like pizza places. There's a pizza place down the street. Mm -hmm. There's other couple of little breweries and mm -hmm. like um, I mean, is there a CrossFit gym nearby? There's a CrossFit. There is. Yeah. Cross of course, there coffee is. shop. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but were you guys one of the first to kind of come into this this, yeah. this area or? Yeah, this neighborhood's. I mean, 
grown a ton where, yeah, now people are like, oh, you're in such a great neighborhood. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> nailed it. But when we, when we, <laughs> when we opened, um, yeah, most of the businesses kind of on, in this little area were not here. Arnold's was here, Flight was here. Um, but mo most of what's here was not. And uh, the, the big thing is we're now about maybe a third of a mile from that big convention center. Yeah. That was a strip club <laughs> that, like, you know, that, not, not the size of the convention center. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but I know, know, Nashville has some pretty big strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there was, I mean, there was, downtown Nashville didn't come this way yeah. at that point. And then, um, you know, they built the convention center, and then suddenly downtown Nashville moved south and, uh, you know, came, came towards us. So... Um, you know, we have, you know, street traffic now, or like, you know, pedestrian traffic, which was not the case in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, people actually had to drive out here and... Right. Wonder and you didn't want to right walk place. down the streets yeah. here, maybe, <laughs> in the beginning. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's one of good credit to the crab beer industry, that if you see a new upcoming area in, mm -hmm. a, in, a, in a city... Most of the time, there going to be a, there will be a local right. coffee shop, local craft brewery, yeah. and those because those are the those are the, the kind of people that are willing to take a risk to right. help revitalize an area. Right. Yeah, I think craft beer has done a lot for a lot of neighborhoods, and yeah, mm -hmm. it does. Yeah, because cool. we take over big spaces <laughs> and make people want to go to them. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. What's that? I mean, I think we, there's like 18 breweries now, maybe in Nashville. Yeah, um, like that. Do yeah. y'all do y'all know or I? You know, I don't have a count I think for it was Nashville. 18 or I've got a really you know, solid count yeah. for Knoxville. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, what, what's in Knoxville? At, 16. 16. At in one point, wow. we were we were uh, we were uh, looking like we were going to be ahead of uh, Knoxville was going to be ahead of Nashville, but we had a couple. We lost a couple. We lost a couple, uh -huh. uh, but, but we got a couple more coming in. Yeah, a couple on top more coming in. Wow. That's so yeah. awesome. We're right. going like crazy. Prince River and Geezers is coming online. Prince well, so. River is already here. Yeah, but Geezers is coming on. Yeah. We've got um, in this, the city of Knoxville proper. Yeah. Well, oh yes, yes. Clinch River will be coming down to downtown Knoxville right now. They're oh, cool. up in Norris, which is like forty-five minutes away. Okay. But they do distribute in town. Cool. Um, and then we've got who else? Who else is coming in? I'm. I have a list. No, Elmont so just opened. We have oh, they Alex Exchange. Elmont Exchange is open. Yes. Ready. We know, we know so, Alex, Alex and Ryan, great. actually. Yeah. Um, They're cool folks. Yeah, they are. My, my husband is a chef and used to cook with Ryan. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, and so we got to know those guys pretty well. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Knoxville crab beer scene is, in, is, is blossomed in the past, what, five years? Five five years. Going really, the, really, the past two. I was yeah, doing zero to sixty is what we're doing. So. <laughs> I was awesome. I was looking at the old um, Knox Ale Trail map from when it first launched, and we had ten breweries on there, I think, at the time. But we've lost two, and we've added a total of eight yeah. during that time. So wow. we're up to sixteen. That's amazing. And that's that that was twenty sixteen when we started that map. Yeah. So I mean, we've we've grown quite substantially. That's so cool. But, but, but you said you, there's a possibility that you might be able to come to the Knoxville market? At or? some point, yeah. Yeah, like yeah with, again, kind of our expansion, like, you know, yeah, we're, we're pretty close to capacity here. Every time we kind of thought we'd expand more geographically, I mean, Nashville's just grown as yeah. a city so much. Mm. Um, what, what's your, what, what is your geographical footprint um, right now? We're kind of middle Tennessee, and then we get to Chattanooga, Clarksville, and Memphis. Um, mm. But... None in Northeast 
Tennessee at all, um, and we don't really fill in the spaces in between. You know, like you can get Jack beer in Nashville and Memphis, but not Jackson. You know, so, yeah. Um, so a, a lot of um, you know, with with this expansion, you know, we're clearly going to want to get into the you know Knoxville area and um, just try to build our presence throughout the rest of Tennessee for sure. It's kind of um, high on our list. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, just as representing, I guess, the Knoxville Brewers Association here, um, I mean, I, I can tell you that we're a very welcoming community. We want yeah. other breweries in our area. Cool. We want to feature them. We want to make sure that they get supported when they come to our area as well. If you're part of Tennessee and East Tennessee and you're not a major, you know, InBev or something like that, like... We want you guys to be supported as well, cool. and, and the Knoxville drinkers of beer <laughs> love love having new new breweries as well. Yeah, so, I was like, so, yeah, yeah like, what's the beer drinking scene like in Knoxville? Pretty crazy, pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got a lot of Asheville breweries yeah. that also distribute yeah. to we Knoxville. We're, we're actually right? statistically one of the biggest um, locations for Highland Brewing. Yeah, like okay. one of that the biggest sense. markets for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, over well, the years. Uh, I think it was last year. Like uh, a lot of the people from Highland Burn, like or from Asheville, was driving to Knoxville to buy um, uh, Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. They were coming into Knoxville because Knoxville had, was had one, of the, one of the highest accounts of Cold Mountain. Oh, that's just, so funny. Just, just cool. stuff like that. But yeah. and, and Knoxville, craftier people travel, too. We, we do mm-hmm. a lot of festivals around the southeast. And, up yeah. until the past few years, we've not had that many breweries. Yeah. So for us, it's like, well, okay, well, we'll go to Nashville and right. try their beer scene, or we'll go to Asheville and try theirs. And, mm-hmm. and now I think people are finally catching on. And they're going, well, we can have this here, too. Yeah, definitely. We've, we've got a market. We've got... Um, We've got a population size that'll support it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I love about it, too, is that the, f- the fact that the Knoxville, the, the national craft beer scene is so, like, positive and excited for the Knoxville scene. Yeah. And as the national scene grows, the, Na- the Knoxville scene is like, well, this is awesome. Let's, like, let's find ways to hang out. Yeah, right. definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and now, I mean, Adam Ingalls, the head of the um, Tennessee Craft Brewers Guild now. Yep. Um, we, wow. Yeah, we jo- I used to be, and so we joked about doing a collaboration beer, like, pass the torch or something. That would work perfect with the Lions with Constance. The Lions, Constance, exactly. The torch yeah. is the logo. So, yeah, so maybe... There's still time. It's been, it's, been, it's been less than six months. Right. So. Or, or once he passes the torch, it can be like a three brewery. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so what's some, what are some of you, what, what are your styles, your flagships? What can we, sure. can we drink when we come to? Well, so yeah, what you're drinking right now uh, is is definitely our most popular beer. It's a Bear Walker. It's, a, it's called Bear Walker. It's a maple brown ale. It's delicious. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we, we use uh, 100% pure Vermont maple syrup. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah none, none of that Canadian garbage. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Sorry, Canadians. <laughs> Any Canadians listening, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean that. Um, but, uh, but yeah. The are very proud of our maple syrup. Um, yeah, so, so that one right there is, uh, you know, we, we sell more Bear Walker than any of our other beers, and we don't actually package that one uh, because we put the maple syrup in post-fermentation, and without pasteurizing the beer, 
um, it would referment in the cans and explode you know, if we were to do that. Right, um, so we try not to do exactly. that. Exactly. So one of the most exciting parts of our expansion, though, is that we are going to be getting a flash pasteurizer that will allow us to pasteurize the Bear Walker Maple Brown and, and then package it. So, you know, we're super excited about that. Um, yeah. It is a very popular beer. Um, and, uh, you know, probably I, as much of a flagship as, as we, we have. Um, yeah. You know, Thunder Inn is definitely close on its tails in terms of, um, you know, sales. And that one's our, yeah. our pale ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our APA. Um, but yeah, with Bear Walker, it's like sometimes the beer finds you. I mean... Bearwalker, Thunder Inn, and then Rampa, or Red Rye, were kind of our three uh, that we launched with. And, you know, at first, you know, before people had had it, it's like people don't really get enthusiastic about browns. You know, it was like, it was our definitely our third most popular beer when we first launched. And then it kind of gathered following and steam and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of gathered, and, and suddenly... Uh, we we brew a, a lot of Bear Walker. Yeah, yeah. We can't we can't get away uh, anymore. We brew Bear Walker every single week. Um, four times a week. Four, four times four a, week. a week. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it, it's you know as, as much as I love Bear Walker, it's funny. It's like you know, it's it, you go to a bar here in Nashville. It's always like kind of nice to go to a bar that's carrying a beer other than Bear Walker because we drink <laughs> so much of our beer that like it's like oh nice like. Yeah. You know, they're carrying, uh, you know, Fenario IPA or something, you know, we, we, we do do other styles besides Bear Walker, but that's definitely <laughs> the one that is on draft the most. So That's, that, that's cool because I see, hear a lot of other beer or breweries that we've talked to say, well, you know, our flagship's an IPA or it's a Belgian or something mm-hmm. like that. So to hear a, a darker beer that is a flagship is um, right. distinctive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a pretty unique beer too you yeah. know it's sweet it's easy to yeah. drink yeah. yeah it's not heavy you know people you know a lot of times will think that you know darker beers will be heavy but it's not you know we work especially with our core beers we work on balance so it has the sweetness from the maple syrup but it, it's actually higher IBUs than most browns um, you know, because we wanted there to, you know, you got that maple flavor, that maple sweetness, but not for it to be like cloying mm. um, and kind of sit on your tongue like that. So, um, you know, there's a little more uh, bright hops to it than most browns would have. You don't necessarily notice. It's just that it keeps, it balances that maple syrup. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, from the, from the sip I had, and I definitely, definitely need more for research. <laughs> um, you got to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, it definitely, definitely can tell. So that's, that's cool. That's really neat. What other interesting um, or unique beers you do? I mean, you've got so many mythological creatures. Is yeah. there any that you do um, specifically that are really like, hey, you got to try this one during the spring or the fall? Well, I mean, I think our, our, our love bird, uh, yeah. strawberry raspberry hefeweizen. That's also it a is, bit of beast, yeah. It is, yeah. It is incredible. You know, it's one of those, mm-hmm. uh, uh, when we released that, it is. It it also kind of takes over our production schedule in that it, it's very popular. So um, that one comes out March twenty first. Uh, we try to time it with the first day of spring, and uh, you know we put in the strawberries and raspberries the very end of the fermentation. Yeah, we do a secondary. Um, yeah, yeah, secondary just to um, allow some of the sweetness to ferment out, which makes it more of like a a tartness to it mm-hmm. than than. 
again, that like overly sweet um, uh, fruit flavor. So, um, you know, that one. It's uh, kind of pink. It's, yeah, it's also <laughs> pink. And so, yeah, it is, it is definitely a beast and definitely one to kind of mark your calendars for. Uh, we throw a big party every year when we release it, and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's wow. like a, yeah, we had a, a Tuesday or whatever. And people like, come out, uh, come out for that to the tap room. So. Now, now, what's the name of that? Is it the strawberry? It's, a lub- it's called Lovebird. Lovebird, Lovebird. Okay, you yeah. did say that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which are real, but yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody we like, didn't know that at the time. <laughs> right, so, yeah, somebody said to us like, "Are you trying to say that like love is mythical?" Like, no, that's not what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, dark. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. so I think a little bit too a much. A little into, too far. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, that's that's cool. So I I had heard about another one that you all do called the horny bunny. I'm gonna kill Carl. <laughs> What do you mean? I, I don't know what you guys are referring to. It's a yeah. legendary beer. It is. It's a legendary beer. That's a mythical beer. So, yeah, the story on the Horny Bunny is... Uh, Love to hear this. At, at the Chattanooga Beer Festival, I think it was the first time Carl introduced the, the Horny Bunny. And for, 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 those, for those of you all who don't know, Carl Meyer, he is the... Uh, uh, one of the proprietors of, of Black Abbey Brewing Company here in town. Real smart and, ass. Uh, real smart ass. <laughs> what happened to I just had to interview you yesterday. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, as you could probably yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have a great relationship with Black Abbey, but, like, as a practical joke at, at, uh, at the Chattanooga uh, Brewfest, he... Uh, he, he told everybody to, to, that they had to try the Horny Bunny from, from Jackalope Brewing Company. So we had people at the festival coming up to us and be like, hey, I've heard you guys have a Horny Bunny. Can we try that? And uh, I don't know. He, he was getting a kick out of it the yeah. whole day. And here we are. Here we are. And now it's like it started there, and now it's like ongoing. Where Yeah. If someone goes from their tap room to our tap room. Right. Have the horny bunny on top? <laughs> no, so, so, so anyway, uh, if y'all have like you know have a good name of a beer that we can come back and, and send people to Black Abbey to ask for, um, if y'all could give us some naked nun, naked nun, we heard that naked nun. We heard that we heard that one yesterday. We had we might have to think think of one. Right, right. We got to we'll think of it. Yeah. Help us out. Help us get back at Carl from Black Abbey Brewing Company, please. Anybody oh, listening, send ideas. <laughs> yeah. um, something, something to do with like Catholicism, I think, would be really good right? to get yeah. him. Exactly. Some, something like you know Pope Francis right. or um, or who, whoever the Pope was at the time of Martin Luther. Right. I don't know who that was, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah. EJ, yeah. You, you no, should no, know this. No, I mean, no, we no. had such a deep conversation with him about theology the other day. Um, <laughs> But but no, like that. That's it that's is, somewhere yeah. I would go because it's, that would at least annoy yeah, Carl. Exactly. We've thought about it some, but it's like you know, kind of off color when you're uh, you know dealing with religion and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Don't make anybody mad. Um, Leo the tenth. Yeah. Leo, Leo the tenth. Leo the tenth. Uh, 
They're just going to name a real beer then. Yeah. I know. That's a great idea. Anyways. But we do have some, you know, some other great, you know, some great breweries in town. We have great relationships. We love those guys. A great relationship with Yazoo up the street. People ask us all the time what our relationship is with them because, you know, their brewery is about 100 yards from from here. And, uh, you know, they've been great friends to us and and super helpful and um, send business back and forth between all the breweries. And, you know, still it's, it's cool to see the industry get bigger, but at the same time, you know, the relationships stay strong. Yeah. That's that's cool. Is the uh, Nashville scene? I know in Knoxville we have a very supportive brewery scene. Where if it's even down to, hey, we're out of Mosaic hops. Does anybody have any like? Oh yeah, breweries for sure. are always sharing. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Same here. Yeah, same here. And if yeah, and you know, you know, like Kent from Blackstone. If we're having like a technical problem, he's like, you know, he's got the oldest brewery in town. So he's like, if you've had if you've had this problem, I've had this problem. And so he. he really likes to you know help out with that and um yeah. he'll even get mad at us and be if like we don't or if we don't he's him. like i told you to call me why did you not call me so um yeah yeah super supportive cool. yeah definitely so um what well, i mean i guess do we have a really touched on a lot of things we got going on in the future you said expansion. yeah yeah expansion no. going yeah. on yeah so we're uh we've you know, we're getting an, a new brew house. We work on a, a 15 barrel brew house right now. We're getting a 30 barrel brew house. Um, it's bigger fermenters. Um, you know, again, we're going to keep keep our original location and have the new one that's in the Wedgwood Houston area of town. And now um, you're going to have a tap room there? Or is we will have, have a tap, tap room, room there, yeah. And so we want them to be um, kind of unique spaces. You know, they'll both have the core beers, but then they're, you know, we, there'll be some beers that are here, some beers that are there, and um, you know want want them you know to both feel like jackalope, but just different different experiences. So it should be cool. Yeah, and that new facility is about yeah, two and a half miles from here. Okay, so yeah. not far. Uh, so two and a half not miles far. from downtown. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, it's close. And and like you said, like another up and coming neighborhood in town. Oh, so you. there's a lot. You know, by the time we're open. There's going to be a lot happening over there. So, fun. Very cool. So is there anything um, outside of the, uh, the Lovebird, mm-hmm. um, is there anything coming up in the next few months or anything like that, event-wise, that you guys yep. would like to say, hey, <laughs> make sure you're here for this? the Brewers Conference? The National Craft Brewers Conference. Yeah. like a third of a mile away from here? I think uh, like Gosh. every time we... Oh, you'll be right next to that. Oh, yeah. we are the... Yeah, it's, we're going to... We're going to get slammed. Yeah. Every, every time I think of the, the Craft Beer Conference, Craft Brewers Conference has been mentioned... In Nashville, I've seen the owners of breweries start sweating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're going to have a tent, like a real tent, uh, over our whole parking lot for like the week just because to try to handle it. And we've got lots of events happening, a few collaborations that we're working on. Um, it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be crazy, but really fun. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to need to take some naps after that. <laughs> um, and I, mean, I think it's cool. I mean, it says a lot about Nashville's beer scene that, you know, we're, this is the first time it's ever happening here. We're kind of being put on the national stage. Um, so, I mean, it shows that we've grown to a point that we can, uh, we can host, you know, all the craft brewers from around the country here. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. It will be. And I I, I do think that the national like craft beer, you know, the industry itself, I think is so excited. I think about coming to Nashville. Um, Yeah. So it it should be a lot of fun. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, Beer in the South, you know, it's, it's a big step for just Mm -hmm. Southern breweries in general. I think so. Yeah. I've been pretty proud of Tennessee in general for how we've grown. Um, Night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Been yeah. huge because I we were, again we were talking before the podcast started, but you know I remember when New Belgium coming here was huge. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't about yeah. breweries. Yeah. It was New Belgium and Yingling. Right. Even Yingling. I, know, I, yeah. I do remember that too. Yeah, Yingling. Yeah. Oh my god. We're kind of right around the same time, yeah. and it was just a huge deal that we had. You know, brewery from Pennsylvania and a brewery from mm-hmm. Colorado that were able right. to come in and, and yeah, were able I, to yeah. Drink. And I remember Magic Hat. You know, I grew up. Grew up drinking Magic. You know, I mean. When I turned yeah. 21, I started drinking Magic Hat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, and so, you know, when I w- moved here, no one had heard of it. And then, you know, it, you know, they started distributing here. And then, you know, they eventually sold and whatever else. But, uh, it was a really big deal when they started distributing. So, yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's, we're in such a unique place, you know, similar to Knoxville, where it's like, you know, 90% of the breweries here um, are under five years old, you know. Mm. So it's, um, it's funny having the conference here because we're all like, you know, we're all still in it all the time. We don't really have like, you know, a New Belgium or a Stone or whatever, you know, that kind of really big brewery that, um, that can kind of be the, the granddaddy. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. It's, I'm, I'm so excited for Nashville and excited for you guys as well. Thank you. Um, DJ, do you have any last? Okay. We have one last question we'd like to ask everybody on our podcast, and that question is, what is in your beer fridge right now? Like at home? At home. I have, uh, I, I actually just got back from Boston, and so I brought a few beers home, um, and, and it, one of them was Jack's Abbey, um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, a black lager. Um, so, yeah, I, I like to try different styles. I'm, you know, yeah. like, I'm as much about just trying, trying a lot of different styles. Um, you know, certainly have my favorites, but like to try a lot of different things. So that, I have that, and I have a, uh, I think it's called Bent Waters Brewery, also a brewery up there. Um, and, and it's a, a hazy IPA, um, you know, a New England IPA was up there. So, you know, had to, had to get the, the namesake for the style from, <laughs> from the source. Yeah. Um, so those are the two beers in my fridge, along with like a, a whole bunch of Jackalope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, I went up to, uh, Minneapolis recently. So, uh, and my, I have a friend who does, uh, a little bit of work for Surly, so he just like loaded me up with all kinds of Surly beers. Um, I like it. He just like I was like I don't have a big enough bag. He's like here's a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have a bunch of Surly beer in my fridge right now, which is pretty fun. Um, so your answer was a lot better than Carl's. Wait, wait, he, I, I, he said Schlitz, didn't he? And he said nothing. He said he had a drink of them. You know, he may have been Schlitz. He didn't, he didn't specify what he was drinking. I bet yeah, you he has Schlitz in his... Because, <laughs> I don't know, anytime I'm with Carl, he buys me a Schlitz. And <laughs> I don't know, it might Carl's be him messing. Carl's got a bunch yeah. of uh, 
Smirnoff ice is just waiting to go. Uh, yeah. Carl will like ice, he'll come by and like that's ice our do. That's what you should do. You should some people that Black Abbey for the Smirnoff IPA. I know, we should. Oh, yes. Yes. This, is, yes. this, is, this is, this is the front runner right now. The Smirnoff Oh yeah. That's a good idea, because he'll come ice. Yeah. Did you, did you hear yes. about Black Abbey's new collaboration with Smirnoff oh. Ice? <laughs> You heard oh, it here man. first. We released it. Yeah. Podcast exclusive DJ. This is awesome. I didn't expect that today. Yeah. Launching March 15th. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We're going to have the signs made for yeah. that launch. Yes, please. I, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I think La- yeah launching April 1st. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Uh, Yes. All right. Well, cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having us out. Thank you. Thanks Jackalope. for coming. It's fun talking to you. Yeah, it's so good to be on. <laughs> thank you. Thank well, you. Well, I can't wait to drink you in Knoxville, hopefully soon. Yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully in 2018. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> coming here and being like, why isn't this in Knoxville yet? So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see y'all. Think of can't plans. Can't make enough beer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hopefully soon hopefully soon um where i guess last as we wrap up where can people find jackalope online where can people sure. um i guess buy your beer now and obviously yeah. in the future hopefully knoxville but where else uh well our website is jackalopebrew.com um we have you know we're pretty active on the twitter and instagram uh at we're at jackalopebrew um, and at jackalope den which is kind of our tap room uh handles for twitter and instagram um, our beer, uh, most of it's in Middle Tennessee, uh, a little bit in kind of the Chattanooga, uh, Memphis, and Clarksville areas too. Yep. So. If you're in Knoxville, your closest bet is to drive to Cookville. Yeah. Um, we do have some beer in Cookville. Cookville. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for being on. Um, and I guess with that said, this has been Chris. This is DJ Loop. And uh, remember to stay humble. And try new beer. All right. Thank you guys for being on. Thank Thanks. you. I'm halfway down in the bottom of a bottle and I ain't gonna change my way.